0: welcome 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 guys this is your girl Rusty Moy I appreciate the love the support the generosity but just having an opportunity to be on a meaningful platform is the most amazing thing for me there's many podcasters have a array of subject matters in episode after episode my episode I try to have it relatable creativity but one friend of mine told me this giving someone something that they need in that moment is what's most meaningful to me and that's for anything whether it's podcasting a client because you just never know the day the situation the circumstance and this platform is about making people feel inspired Comfortable, and not losing who you are in the inside this has been a teaching learning moment being on this platform because I grew along with you guys on this platform this year has been up, down and round and round for all of us but I use this time wisely to create to build and to inspire. And I hope I did that. That's that was that was my plan. Going into next year, guys, I have another thought process, another mission, and I'm going into a different direction. But podcasting will not be something that I will leave or not do any longer. I will only get better, more creative, and maybe bring someone else along with me in the journey. So we can see two perspectives. Okay. And sometimes it's, it's a jump to make decisions. But I'm trusting my inner self to make that decision. So I need your support, your love, your energy, your comments to make it realistic. To make it realistic for what I'm trying to do for next year, guys. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate just the love that I get, guys. And I just really, really. appreciate the time and effort that we have put in together. Because without you guys, I wouldn't have done all I've done in this year without you. So I thank you and appreciate you. And use this last month of 2021 to either figure out, create a space, create an invention, work with your children, do something. This last month, we only have a few weeks left in this year and make a memory. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's your host, uh, Rusty Moy. I'm back on this platform once again, giving you some meaningful, creative content. But most importantly, something to look forward to come January 22. We have been going through, a lot of us, some financial hardship, maybe some inconsistency of our finances. So we want to look forward to what we need to do. And Is going to be right here in this episode, episode one, 10 steps to creating a solid financial plan for yourself. And I'm going to dive right into it. No one cares about your financial well-being more than you, and I can never stress that enough. So it's important to have a financial plan for yourself. Having a solid financial plan will allow allow you to save money afford the things you really want and achieve long-term goals like saving for college and retirement. And in my opinion, financial planning is critical especially for women. Due to the gender wage gap, we really, really need to protect ourselves, ladies. This probably won't come as a surprise to you that I'm actually working on an episode like this, but it seems to be something that I feel is needed. But everyone's financial planning looks different. So if you're wondering how to create a financial plan or why you should do so, you're in the right place with the right person. Rusty Moy. We all want to be financially independent and build wealth. Not saying I'm wealthy, but I learned the hard way. Deciding to embark on the journey towards financial independence is a big deal. So I'm going to let you know how it's a big deal and why. It marks a fresh beginning with your money. And it means that you're setting out to accomplish something that you can change your life for the better. And this uh, episode, I'll take you through everything you need to know in order to plan for a financial future start in 2022. So let's dive right in. As you continue to listen, I will be discussing the actions to kickstarting your own solid financial plan. How does that sound? Your own financial solid plan? So one, you want to create a list of things to plan for. Let's start by creating a list of things you need to have or build your journey to financial security. These items are just, you know, some things that you can consider with a deeper understanding of your journey. A monthly budget to help you keep your expenses below your income. A debt payoff and spending plan Using your budget. And understanding all of your bills and their due dates. Some of us sleep our due dates and don't even know from week to week. A fully funded emergency account. A retirement savings. A diverse portfolio of investment. Multiple streams of income. Savings for other things you want. Short, midterm, and long-term goals. The right type of insurance coverage. Life, health, disability, and home, and et cetera. Determine the type of financial planning you need. Part of finding how to make financial planning is determine what type of plan you need. Don't think that it's too early or too late to have a financial plan. Quiet the contrary. Now is perfect time to start. So one, create a financial plan for yourself. If you're single, it's important to establish a solid financial plan that not only helps you meet your immediate goals, but ensures your future self will be taken care of. Because who else is going to do it? You're single. This means doing all the things I mentioned and much, much more and making any assumptions that these things will somehow work themselves out. A big mistake I've learned is to meet someone who takes care of you and deal with the finances in your relationship. Every your relationship status changes or you get married, you'll be well equipped to plan your finances together. And if you already have things to plan for yourself, then don't worry. Number two, create a financial plan for your marriage. If you're married or have a significant other, then you need to participate in your finances as a team. Discuss your budget and money goals and make financial decisions together. Understand where your money is going and how how much money you have in savings and investment. Should you have a joint account or separate account, have joint accounts is great. But I also believe in having your own personal savings account. As women, it's important to, for us to build our own sense of security and have our own that we bring to the table. But don't feel like you need to keep personal accounts secret. Remember, marriage and commitment relationships thrive on openness and honesty. Regardless of whatever you may feel, team up with your partner or go on it by yourself. So take the lonely, the lonely portion of it. The path of financial independence is not always a smooth, perfect, paved way, but. Don't despair. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty. That's right. It's time to learn to create a solid financial plan. And we're going to discuss that right here. How to make a financial plan? You will find the way right here. You write down your financial goals. Having financial goals is the foundation of your financial success. After all, you have to know what you want to accomplish in order to accomplish it. It makes sense. However, when it comes to setting goals, you want to make sure your goals are well-defined, prioritize and accordingly. It's great to have a big lofty goal, but be sure to break them down into small chunks. That way, you're not overwhelmed trying to accomplish them. You can easily measure your progress. Number two, start an emergency fund. It's always important to have goals and include a plan to deal with emergencies. You wanna make sure you're prepared, whether it's a storm or otherwise, and you end up in debt again. Also, number three, you wanna pay off your debt. When you create a financial plan, be sure to include a plan to get out of debt. Sadly, you can really kickstart your financial future. If you're carrying a ton of debt, you will never get there. Between sky-high interest rates, large minimum monthly payments, and the damage of lots of debt, it can do your credit score. You're better off paying your debts first. Create a debt payoff strategy and be patient but consistent when working towards becoming debt-free. Number four, guys, you want to create a financial plan to invest. If you're serious about building wealth, then you're going to need to put your money to work for you. There's where investors come in. However, before you can put um, your hard earned money into an investment, it's important to have well-defined objectives. Things that you might want to think of. Investments is where you need your money and when you want to make a risk and make it tolerable. Okay, investing is a long term activity. So you have to commit to it and really want to see your money grow. Worry that you won't uh, see your money grow? Um, Well, that's what your savings accounts are for. Put aside your emergency savings money for short term goals, the money you need in five years or less. You also want to make sure you have a basic understanding at the minimum of your investment. You put your money into a stock market. Real estate, a small business. Your plans to invest should be included as a part of your monthly budget, where you're allocated a certain percentage of income towards your investment goal. Number five, get the right insurance. After working so hard to earn your money, the last thing you want is an unplanned unoccurrence to wipe you out. Insurance is essential. Your backup plan that will protect your assets in the event of life circumstance happens that it requires a large amount of money to resolve it. Your insurance coverage can be health, auto, disability, life, home, rental, and business. Basically, you want to protect anything of a major importance that is a high value to ensure that you or your loved ones are protected financially. Having the right insurance can turn what could otherwise be a major disaster into a more of a convenience. So, with a short commercial break, I'll be back with a little bit more on your financial planning for 22. If this is the first time you're listening in to Rusty Mowing, don't allow it to be your On this platform, we talk about financial health, as you can see, creating a platform from scratch, business 101, dating, marriage, and first-time author, and being self-published, right here with your girl Rusty Mowing. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. I thank you so much in advance for being a part of this episode one with me. Near the end of the year, we need to be more concrete and solid ground on our finances. So in episode one, 10 steps to creating a solid financial plan for yourself. A lot of us have been thinking about this. We've been shopping, we've been losing money, we've been going in default, or maybe we just been winning and we haven't realized where to put our coin. So If you listen right here on this platform, you're going to learn what to do, how to do it, where to do it, and do it savvy. So guys, I'm going to dive right in. Right in. I'm not going to even waste any time with you guys. Number six, you want to create a plan for retirement. A lot of us say, I'm not retirement age. I don't need to worry about it. I'm working for myself, so I don't need to worry about it. I'm self-employed. Look, we all need to worry about retirement because that day is coming. It's numbered. In order to have the lifestyle you dreamed of of in retirement, you need to plan adequately for it. You need to determine how much you're going to need to retire, of course, taking inflation into consideration and how you plan to save and invest in advance for the period of your life. While retirement might seem like a lifetime away, it's never too early to start. Planning for retirement is how to make a financial plan that will enable you to live a life of terms with not a whole lot of conditions. Number seven, guys, plan for taxes. Don't wait until January. Start ahead. Yup, taxes are right around the corner. Taxes are annoying, but they're certainly not going to go away anytime soon. So make sure your long-term income projections include taxes. Not planning for taxes can impact your cash flow in a huge way. Guys, take it from me. I know. In addition, you're definitely wanting to look into tax saving investments, options to stay up to speed on the relevant tax deductions you can apply to help make money grow. So you can plan to sit with a tax accountant or financial planner to help you ensure your plan for taxes is adequate. You should also check for a blog post or figure out how to reduce your tax income. Guys, number eight, I'm not giving up on you. It gets better. Create an estate plan. Yeah, I went there. An estate plan is nothing like having one. It's not something a lot of people like or even think about, but it's essential. And going into 22 with an inflation, think about it. It allows you to determine exactly what happens to your assets after you're gone. Hey, I'm not saying anything's going to happen to you, but a lot of people were sick with COVID-19 and a lot of people had lost a lot. Well, I'm not saying we got a new strain and anyone's going anywhere anytime soon. But I'm just saying be prepared for the unexpected and involves listing out all your assets, creating a will and making it accessible to the people who would need it to have access to it. It makes sense. A financial planner or an estate lawyer can help you set these up correctly. So take it from me, Rusty Moy knows. Hey, I do have the experience. And most importantly, I've dipped and dabbed into the expertise. Number nine, review your financial plan frequently. Once you have your financial plan outlined and you're churning along, it's important to review your plan frequently. Make the necessary adjustments if your goal or the circumstances around your life change. For instance, making your insurance needs to change your risk to tolerance changes or get married or have kids. At a minimum, you will want to check your overall financial planning at least every six months. And when you check infrequently, It's easier for you to deal with unplanned life occurrence, bounce back from setbacks, and accomplish your financial goals. Think about what you need to do to maintain your personal health. Guys, just because you're young, you have to maintain it. Think about it. You brush your teeth, you shower regularly to keep yourself clean and avoid unnecessary illnesses. But we all know that falling sick can lead to other health complications. And you definitely don't want that to happen. And also, because you do it often, it's now part of your everyday health maintenance. As a habit, it's well the same appliance to your finances. Okay? So, number 10, stay the course, avoid overspending, and learn from your mistakes. I reiterate, number 10 is the last one in this episode. Stay in the course, avoid overspending, and learn your mistakes. Hey, I learned from my mistakes not learn them learn from your mistakes not your sister not your mother not your husband and i'm going to dive right in your journey is a financial independence won't always be easy there will be some tough days and weeks and even months pursuing a goal of financial independence that very much tied to the delay gratification is not always fun but it's completely doable have a solid plan for your finances Be disciplined and avoid overspending. You'll find how great you'll feel when you really make the correct effort to stick to your budget. And lastly, as you work on your finances, you may still make mistakes with your money. And that's okay. Sometimes you might be unable to resist the urge to buy something that isn't your immediate budget. I do it all the time, but you got to recover and know how to make up for the coin. And sometimes you will feel like ripping your entire financial plan to bits because it just doesn't seem like fun. So if that's you guys, however, as long as you keep your reasons why you want to be financially free and focused to make an effort to rebound quickly from your mistakes, you can do this just fine. It's all about assessing the mistake. Number one, understanding why you made them and making plans to avoid making them again. Then you'll need to take these lessons and apply them to your future success. So I wish you nothing but the best for January 22 and throughout. And if nothing else, please give this um, episode a thumbs up. And I would love for your sponsorship and much, much more going into next year. So I appreciate you guys. And listen, don't dig too deep. (laughs) i <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. I thank you so much for joining Rusty Moy, your host. I am so excited and grateful to be on this platform once again joining you just a few days before Christmas of 2021. Yes, guys, it's getting ready to go down. Um, People are getting ready for the holiday season. And sometimes we don't even know what to buy, how to buy, or how to shop cheap. Cheap gifts, 51 inexpensive Christmas gifts, ideas, and much, much more with your girl Rusty Moy. Every year, Christmas, guys, and there's many other holidays rolling around, and somehow all of us seem surprised at just how much gifts really cost. Yes, it's an inflation, and we all have to buy gifts for many, many people. So how do we do so inexpensively? Luckily, you have ran into Rusty Moy, and you're in the right place and the right space during the holiday season. So I'm going to go right on ahead and discuss right here um, some great gift ideas. A streaming service subscription, guys, is a great gift for individuals like myself and like you tend to want to have a subscription. So that could be a video streaming service like Netflix, Amazon, Prime, or Hulu. So if you want to be thoughtful this year, do that. If you frequently stream shows with your friends, family members, or loved ones, consider getting them a three-month subscription card to service that they do not need to worry about for three months and they will love you for it. If you're unsure what subscription service you should choose you can check out a guide of streaming services online to figure that out guys. We want to make this holiday season less stressful, less expensive but most importantly we want to keep it to an inexpensive gift. Also you might want to do a mixtape custom playlist or a subscription to an audio streaming service. So Music is something we love. We're music warriors. Memories or feelings, but as, but also as age and getting very, very busy in the season of 22, we tend to listen to the same few artists over and over and over. I know I do. I have Mary Mary, Chris Brown, Mary J. Blanche, and many more. But we might want to switch it up. Jog your friends. Love Music, and they might want to do more and more of music. So if you have a friend that's a music person or a significant other, to keep things fresh, you can also mix a few songs from a new artist that you think they may like. Hey, I have a lot of music friends and a significant other, so make it work. Better yet, give them a subscription to a new streaming service and have a custom playlist waiting for them when they log in for the first time. This is an idea. Number three, a gaming subscription. In March of 2020, there was a global pandemic. So we were in, it was COVID-19, and people needed something to do. So that might have been you, me, and a whole lot of others. If you love one picked up gaming as a result of the pandemic, or have always been a fan, consider giving them a subscription to PlayStation Plus, Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, or a Nintendo Switch online, and you both be doing yourself a favor. So you might want to look into that. Guys, I'm, I love magazines. You may have a friend, family, neighbor, co-worker that loves magazines. Give them a magazine subscription. Call me old-fashioned. Call me not knowing what I know. You can buy an annual magazine subscription on Amazon these days, and they're instantly cheap. Southern Living, Fast Company, Vanity Fair for only 5 bucks. Not of uh, the per issue, but per year. Okay, so you might want to do that. I have a cousin that loves comic books or graphic novels. So you might want to be a a breakthrough or a blessing. A comic book and a graphic novel can make a difference. It's great if they're traveling on the train, going to a doctor's appointment, or just waiting for a friend. You might want to have something that they may be interested in. Watchmen is a superhero graphic novel for beginners, as well as political graphic memoirs. Okay? So, if you know someone who's already big into comics, consider surprising them this year with a prepaid subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Hey, that's a great gift. And it's shopping with a budget. Maybe you're an individual just like myself. First time author, just written their first book. Hey, bless them to purchase Rusty Moy's book. A gift card to a local bookstore. If you get them a gift card to maybe Amazon or Apple or maybe Barnes and Noble, they can purchase my book. Books are tricky gifts. The recipient may not want to invest hours into the book you gave them. So just become clutter or on the doorstop. So with that being said, for that reason, the ideal gift for the reader is a gift card to a local bookstore, Amazon, Apple, or any of above. This is a great gift to give someone, which is very reasonable. And you can make it a memorable gift and something you know that they'll enjoy and actually use. Board games board games are an easy and fun way to help your family or your friends bond. You can go with Wrong Child, Staples, Jenga, Trouble, Hungry Hippo, Sorry, or many more. There are many games that people will love once they're in during this second uh, variant. So you might want to get them something that they can enjoy while they're home. Maybe they're working from home and they need something to do during lunchtime. A perfect board game will keep them Pretty active and not even realizing they're home. And it's perfect for game night when you're going to have friends come over. Well, not technically a board game. One fun, one play. The ultimate game for couples. Each card has a personal trivia. Question like, what's my favorite animal? So you can fart your knowledge of your partner or learn something new about them. So guys, a board game. I'm going to go take it to home. So for the home, a meaningfully framed poster. Most folks in their 20s have at least one bare wall in their home. Oftentimes, it becomes our poster from college. It didn't survive in the move or simply because it's a frameless, peeling, transforming poster. It doesn't really suit the adult lifestyle. So that may be the individual like myself that still has a bare wall. Pick them up a $10 poster of their favorite band, artist, or etc. And they'll put that on their wall. And that will be the perfect holiday gift. And they'll remember you for that. Also, I have another idea: desktop models for figurines. If it's your colleague, friend, coworker, loved one, one constant going is about a certain car, book, or TV show. Show them you're listening, or at least tolerate. The obsession by giving them a little model for their desk. It's like pop culture as an entity for affordable desk models for the Walking Dead, um, Harry Potter, or etc. This is a great way to make a memory during the holiday season. So guys, I can go on and on and on with special gifts. But with a short commercial break, I will be back with other ideas and great offers. time rusty morning on this platform has been giving creativity all year with this being the last month of the year i decided to discuss topics as gift giving holiday traditions and much much more so if you're just joining in don't go anywhere in 22 it gets better read-alongs in-person visits of my first time book and much much more so to find out a little bit more about my book don't go anywhere Stay tuned and continue to follow me in this journey. It only gets better from here. So much. Welcome, welcome back. I thank you extremely for joining me right now with your girl, Resty Moy. At the end of the year, we're discussing ways to buy inexpensive Christmas gifts and think about the person that you're shopping for and make a memory because they'll thank you for it. So if you're just joining in, I want to go into detail about different gifts and make it reasonable. A kitchen tool. Sometimes the best gift idea are things that we actually want and not need. If your friend cooks and they're in the kitchen, give them a cheap, inexpensive gift that they can use for their kitchen. Okay, for the right kitchen tool, consider um, having these discussions and maybe looking around their their kitchen yourself, seeing what they don't have. A can opener, a potato pillar, a fancy uh, coarse uh, cook pot, um, a garlic press, or even a nice pastry cutter. But you got to make sure they're actually making pastry and make it worth your while. Scented candles. Candles. There are two kinds of people. People who like candles and people that hate candles. So figure out if this person you're shopping for is a candle lover just like myself. A scented candle makes a great gift for a few reasons. First, they're affordable. And even if they're scented, you can maybe find something that's unscented. But hey. Yankee Candle is the place for fragrance. They sell big ones and they have them for under $30. Second, you can make a scented candle personally. If it's your friend or your loved one, you can make a certain scent like pumpkin, cinnamon, or even just scents of fall. There are candles for virtually everything. So you might want to think of that. You want to make sure that you're thinking of the person and actually realizing that it's something they can use. Um... Also, I must add, there's a personalized Christmas ornament you can also purchase. Obviously, obviously, there's ones you can give earlier in December, but I love the ornaments as gifts because somebody expects to receive one and they can bring joy for decades and there are memories that you can look back on. There are Christmas ornaments for virtually everything, from Harry Potter to hummingbirds to personalized pet ornaments. So if you are the person that loves ornaments, Definitely look nowhere but Estee, Esty has some great ornaments guys so you might want to look into that. Also I must add gardening tools big and small. If They're like myself and love gardening and uh, doing work in their yard. A gardening tool is a perfect gift for a new homeowner. Even if they don't garden as much as a hobby but they need to fix their yard it can be very helpful to find them something that's interesting. For example, a $10 set of pruning shears can help you, your friend or family member keep her trees healthy and prevent $800 limp removal later. A small gift like a treble or a soil knife will uh, fit a, a perfect gift, but you can also wrap it in a three-foot shovel for a holiday laugh. So you might want to make it very interesting and make it fun. Also, another great gift, guys, is a special cookbook. Cookbooks have been a reputation for years, and it's something that you can actually use and go through with, and it's something you can have for the entire year. But like all gifts, the only happens when the giver has made it personal. So you can get a personalized gift and make it personal with a specialized cookbook for friends who don't cook but want begin a beginner cookbook that combines low cost and low effort recipes, is ideal. It could be an individual that's trying to lose weight or watching their weight. A cookbook is perfect. Also, a personalized cutting board, which I purchased recently. A personalized cutting board is good for pizza, chopping veggies, and much, much more. You want to make this a personalized one so they're under $20, about $5 on Amazon, and they can really lend a personal touch. So guys, you want to make it personalized, make this holiday a tradition, make it fun. But if you want to make it more personalized, think a, of a photograph in a nice frame. A photograph of your new husband, boyfriend, fiance, kids, put it in a frame and make it emotional. Gifts that you can give in a photo is great for the recipient because it gives them a positive memory and actually show them basically what you guys have been going through. Your, your whole memory, your memory of the year. It's something for them to look back on. People like things that they can look back at. If you're thinking of giving a photo to your mother or significant other, I recommend giving a laser engraved frame to Esty or around $50, including your name, the date that the photos was taken, and better yet, an inside joke. The extra money spent will be worth it. And when you see the reaction, it's worth the gift. So definitely look into that. I think there's perfect gift giving. So guys, it's holiday time. Give with a cheer. Give reasonably. But most importantly, give affordably. So guys, I know that you probably think this was a very short episode. But guess what? It's at the end of the year. And Rusty Moy is looking forward to something more exciting down the line. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Continue to follow me. And we look forward to our time together for 2022. Memory read alongs and much, much more. Welcome, 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 and thank you so much for joining me right here once again. Your host is Rusty Moy. We're ending a fabulous year of 2021, and the episodes get better from here. Episode 1, How to Stop Detaching Dating and Create Real Connections. I know a lot of us have been kind of caved in because of COVID-19, and some of us have been dating, and a lot of us have just not... Been understanding the dating and creating a real connection. So if that's you, or maybe you're thinking about dating come next year, or you're in a miss or you got a little connection going on, listen right here to your girl Rusty Moy. For singles, the first paced modern world of seemingly endless swiping, matching, messaging, bring about an epic of detached, disengaged, and guarding dating. We need for connections. We're not meant to be solitary. But so many singles aren't showing up for the people they date. The social media culture of today tells singles that an ordinary life isn't enough. So they're always looking for the next big, big thing or best thing. So what I would say is they chase unre- unrealistic relationship goals. And the sheer amount of option results in indecisiveness and constant comparisons between potential partners. Okay. And what could be worse than being compared to someone else? there are struggles to be seen and most importantly heard. Honestly, I've heard conversations are avoided and also the vulnerability is seen as a weakness because people confuse feelings with failing and emotions with liabilities. And that is so true. Okay. So what you can do to have a more authentic dating experience, after all, The goal is not to just meet someone, guys. You deserve a meaningful relationship. And when I say meaningful, I mean meaningful. Not a one-way street, but a meaningful relationship. Here's how to stop detaching dating and create a real connection. And I'm just kind of speaking from past experience. Building intimacy through love maps. It's said that word intimacy means intense or intimacy. Suggesting the intimacy is allowing yourself to be seen, but only by knowing and accepting yourself fully can you then allow someone to see you and be able to see them in return. Friendships is the foundation of every good relationship. It's the basics of intimacy, passion, and great sex. And happy couples know each other fully, fully, And the terms for knowing your partner and inner world, their hopes, dreams, likes, and dislikes, fears, stressors, best and worst memories, and the love map, which I am going to discuss a little bit more. A love map, guys, is like a map to someone's heart. So go beyond the standard, the surface level questions when you are dating. It shouldn't feel like an interview. Instead, it should be genuine, it should be interesting by asking love map questions. For example, of a love map question, there's many of them. But what I will say is, there's a song by Mr. Adams called Inside Out that gets an idea of a love map. The biggest lie you ever told, your deepest fear about getting old, the longest night you ever spent, the angriest letter you ever sent, the boy you were swore and never leave. The one you kissed on New Year's Eve. The sweetest dream you've had last night. Your darkest hour, your hardest fight. I wanna know you like I know myself. I wanna dig down deep. I wanna lose some sleep. I wanna scream and shout. I wanna know you inside out. I wanna take my time. I wanna know your mind. You know there ain't no doubt. And I wanna know you inside out. You don't have to sing to know this. To your date, some may even appreciate you not doing that. But the idea is to ask questions and be interested in the person you're going on dates with. Be curious. Deep conversations matter. It's never corny. Create a sense of closeness and intimacy through the conversation. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. I know the definition of vulnerable seems weak, it gives us face and uncertainty, exposure, and emotional risk, and knowing that you are enough. This can be especially difficult if you've been hurt before and if you can be vulnerable if the person you're dating doesn't feel safe or untrustworthy, okay? Trust is built slower over time. You could be with somebody a year, two years, and you still don't trust them. It could be five years and you don't trust them. It's built over a time of a connection. So it's important to make an effort to get to know someone. Something that a lot of singles don't do these days because they date several people at the same time and move from one date to another. And that's never good. Give your time. Give yourself the time to heal. It's called the healing process and then move on. So that I'm moving on and you're still broken. You go from one broken heart, one broken soul, one broken spirit. What he found was that most couples fight about failure to emotional connections without even realizing it. So it's important that you connect with someone emotionally from the very start. Use simple context to explain how to keep the emotional connection intense or interesting. When you make a bed, an attempt to connect for connections and the person you're dating turns towards you with interest affection, understanding. A deposit is made into your emotional bank and as a positive deb- deposit, it builds trust. If someone chooses to be there for you rather than choosing to think about their own wants and needs, they're a good sign. And just like your real bank account, a zero or negative balance is not good enough. So I found that couples who remain married turn towards their partner's bids for connection. 86% of the time, the love lab, while those who are divorced only turn to it 33% of the time. So if someone is constantly ignoring your bids to connect while dating, it might be a time to move on. I would say expressing foundness and, admi- and admiration. Have you ever looked at a person you're dating and thought to yourself how wonderful they are? Has your date said or done something or, so, or said something nice to choose to keep yourself going. Maybe only saying a simple thank you and then gushing to your friends about how sweet they were. Nice thoughts about others are not supposed to just say in our hearts where they're supposed to be said out loud. Expressing gratitude, finding admi- um, admiration increases their respect, affection, and friendship in a relationship. Is the best attitude to contempt, which is the top predictor of divorce and what we all know, okay? In happy relationships, there's a brief that your partner is likable and you respect them despite their flaws and why they know one is perfect. You can find something perfect in the person you're dating. Be brave and tell them. And in end to end, what makes a relationship great? And be honest, be open, okay? Embrace in conflict. Detached dating looks a lot like dating in the dark. Playing games, guessing what the other person's feeling and thinking and assuming. You know things when you don't. In order to avoid getting hurt, some people don't allow themselves to get close. And if they don't get close, then they avoid the conflict of being hurt. If I tell them then I will hurt their feelings, I can't do that. They will reject me. It will be uncomfortable. I will lose them. The list of reasons to avoid difficult conversations go on and on and on, guys. With a short commercial break, I will be back a little bit more with the ideas and concepts of dating, dating properly, and understanding the whole dating scene. back welcome back welcome back guys i thank you so much for joining me if you just started episode one how to stop detaching dating and creating real connections and i want to discuss that right here because we're going into 2022 and some of us are just dating and there's no connection and we're just date hopping and we want to get something concrete and if we want a concrete connection and we want to make that happen let's do it right going into next year. Who knows who you're going to meet New Year's Eve? Who knows who you're going to meet next week, Christmas or Christmas Day? Who knows what's going to happen? This might be your season. So that's turn it up. Let's do it right. And let's be prepared. So these problems can't be solved as they're rooted into fundamental differences and unbringings lifestyles values and personalities they're not a matter of right and wrong but rather just different than what we're used to so don't try to change the person you're dating but it's important to understand where they're coming from and vice versa create a safe space to dialogue about the differences between the two of you guys early on if you don't it could lead to gridlock conflicts with a cause of emotional disengagement must I say There's nothing safe about avoiding a conflict. How you manage conflict is more important than what you fight about. Dating takes courage, guys. Vulnerability and willingness to communicate and listen. So if you have a partner and you don't listen to them and you don't trust them, it's not going anywhere far. It may be difficult, but it's worth it. When the person you're dating is not available, it stops paying attention to you, stops investing, and stops making an effort. That's when the feelings get hurt, okay? Okay. And early dating, you may think that you have it and have the right ideas to be hurt like that. So people take this hurt, cover it up, and take it to their next date and to the next date and continue the cycle of detaching dating. Instead, let's own up to our truth and start connecting with people in a more meaningful way. And we got to feel this and we got to know this is in our heart. We can't detach the past to the future and attach our bad emotion to good emotion and try to make the bad emotion to a better emotion to try to compare. And that's where the comparison comes in. Ted is Ted. John is John. April's April. Amy's Amy. April is not Tina and Jeffrey is not James. So stop comparing people that you meet to someone that you knew from the past where you've dated and they were a disaster because that's only going to put a bad taste in your mouth and ruin the connection that you might be making. So guys, go into 2022 with the right concept, the right ideas, and also date, understand, listen to your individual that you're dating, him or or her, and understand what, what they're saying to you. And again, Trust is built. It doesn't happen overnight. So you're not going to meet a person and trust them as soon as you leave the co- coffee shop. Or if they go out with you for a week, you're not going to trust them. It's built over time. And then you have to be building trust and have some trusting capabilities, okay? Not using your vulnerability as a trust factor so the person can trust you because you're vulnerable, okay? So be realistic. Think. Be an active listener and take it one day at a time. I thank you guys so much for tuning in with episode one. It's an amazing journey with you guys and it gets even better from here. How to stop detaching dating and create real connections. So I want to know if you've created something real and how it's going. Welcome, 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 guys. Thank you so much for joining Rusty Moy once again on this platform. We're near the ending of 2021. This year has been amazing for me and many others. And then there were moments where it wasn't very so much amazing as it could have been. But in episode one, I want to discuss a little bit about what is emotional abuse? Most people that don't know me, Rusty Moy, through a lifetime I've dealt with some type of abuse. And most times, there was in relationships. And here I am again in another abusive relationship. But most importantly, it's a little bit different than the last relationships because it's emotional abuse. I would just say here now on this episode, when you're dealing with someone that doesn't trust you, don't believe you, always accuse you and think you're lying all the time, there's, there are some signs right there of emotional abuse. I am an advocate for not only children, but also for women I deal with a array of activists for women and being so I, I take that leadership role I can't continue to be in something that's draining or emotionally abusive in my own relationship it just sometimes feels like it's just so right and everything is solid and it seems so normal and this person just they put you in a space that no other person ever took you took you for this journey and this ride that no one has ever taken you and you even sometimes feel guilty when you want to break away but in your mind you got to know what's right and what's wrong and when you're being accused and when you're being badgered and when you're being harassed in your relationship that are they are the signs of emotional abuse And I will talk about how to deal with emotional abuse. What is emotional abuse, guys? Emotional abuse is a way to control another person by using emotions to criticize them, embarrass, shame, blame, or otherwise manipulate another person. Most generally in relationships is emotionally abusive when there is a constant pattern of abusive words and bullying behaviors that wear down a person's self-esteem and undermine their mental health. What's more mental or emotional abuse? Well, I would say most commonly in dating and married relationships can occur in any relationship, including among friends, family members, and coworkers. Emotional abuse is one of the hardest forms of abuse to recognize. Why? Because you're being manipulated, guys. It can be subtle and it can be an avertive and a manipulative. Either way, it chips away at the victim's self-esteem, And they begin to doubt their perceptions and their reality. Okay. And that kind of sounds like myself. The underlying goal of emotional abuse is to control the victim by isolating them and having them in silence. But I won't be in silence because I have to bring awareness. In the end, the victim feels trapped. They're often too um, wounded to even endure the relationship any longer but also too afraid to leave. So the cycle just repeats itself until something goes wrong or something undone. Okay? So how do you know? I'm going to discuss that right here. When examining your own relationship, remember that emotional abuse is often subtle. As a result, it can be very hard to detect. If you are having trouble actually discerning or whether or not your relationship is abusive, stop and think about it. Think about the interactions with your partner, your friend, your family member, and how they make you feel from day to day. Here are some signs that you may be in an emotional abusive relationship. Keep in mind that even if your partner only does a handful of these, you're still in an emotional abusive relationship. Don't fall into the trap of telling yourself it's not that bad, and that's what I've been telling myself, and minimizing their behavior. Remember, Everyone deserves to be treated with kindness and respect. If you feel wounded, frustrated, confused, misunderstood, depressed, anxious, or worthless at any time you interact, chances are high that your relationship is an emotional, abusive relationship. But what I will add, guys, is having unrealistic expectations. Emotionally abusive people display unrealistic expectations. Some examples would be making unreasonable demands of you, expecting you to put everything aside and meet their needs, demanding you to spend all your time together, being um, dissatisfied no matter how hard you try to, you know, how much you give. That sounds so familiar. Criticizing you for not completing tasks according to their standards. Expecting you to share their opinions. You're not permitted to have different opinions. Demanding that you name exact dates and times when discussing things that upset you. And when you can't do these, they dismiss the event as if it never even happened. That sounds very much, very, very, very much familiar. Also, I want to add, invalidate you. Emotional abusive people invalidate you. And these are the examples, undermining, dismissing, distorting your perceptions or your reality, refusing to accept your feelings by trying to find how you feel, requiring you to explain how you feel over and over again. And then you sit there and you feel that something's wrong about you. Something needs to be changed about you. What are you doing? And you begin to self-blame. Accusing you of being too sensitive, too emotional or crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the science, guys, of emotional abuse. Refusing to acknowledge or accept your opinions or ideas as valid. Dismissing your requests, wants, needs, or as ridiculously under, under-marinating them. Suggesting that your perceptions are wrong or that you can't be trusted by saying things like you're blowing this out of proportion or you're exaggerating. Accusing you of being selfish, needy, materialistic. <laughs> If you express your wants or needs, the expectation is that you should not have anyone's wants or needs. What I will say, creating CHEOs. Emotional abusive people create CHEOs. Some examples are starting arguments for the sake of the argument, making confusion and um, contradictorial statements, sometimes causing um, crazy making, having drastic mood change or sudden emotional outbursts. Um, nitpicking of your clothes, your hair, your work, and more behaving so erratical and unpredictably that you feel like you are walking on eggshells. That's all the signs guys of emotional abuse. Using emotional blackmail. Emotional abuse of people. Use emotional blackmail. Some examples may be manipulating and controlling you by making you feel guilty. Manipulating you in public or private. Using your fears, values, compassion, or the hot buttons to control you or your situation. Exaggerating on your flaws or pointing them out in order to deflect attention or to avoid taking responsibility for their poor choices or mistakes. Denying that an event took place or lying about it. And I get that often punishing you for withholding affection or giving your silent treatment. And I also want to add this acting superior, emotional abusive people act superior and entitled. Some examples would be treating you like you are inferior, blaming you for the mistakes and shortcomings, doubting everything you say and attempt to prove you wrong, making jokes of you, tell you that your opinions, ideas, values, and thoughts are stupid And it doesn't make sense. Talking down to you or being, um, you know, inconsiderate. Using sarcasm, being sarcastic when interacting with you. Acting like they're always right and knowing what's best and they're smarter than you. That's the superior version. And then now I want to talk about control and isolating you. That's the most important part. Emotional abuse of people attempt to isolate and control you. Some examples mean controlling you, who you are. Who you spend time with, whether it's friends and family, monitoring your digital, including text messages, social media and e- emails, accusing you of cheating and being jealous outside of your relationship, taking or hiding your car keys, demanding to know where you are at all times, using UPS, UP, um, GPS I'm sorry, to track your every move, treating you like a possession or property, criticizing or making fun of your friends, family members, coworkers, using jealousy and envy as a sign of love and to keep you from being with others and spending all the time in the world with you and you're not spending time with others, controlling the finances. Okay. And now I want to discuss the types of emotional abuse. Emotional abuse can take a number of different forms, including accusations of cheating, cheating, or the signs of jealousy and possessiveness, constant checking on other attempts to control the other person's behavior, constantly arguing or opposing, criticism, gaslighting, isolating the individuals from their family and friends, name-calling, verbal abuse, refusing to participate in the relationship, shame or blame, solid treatment, Um, I would say withholding affection and attention. It is important to remember that these are the types of abuse may not be apparent of all the offsets of your relationship, but a relationship may begin with the appearance of being normal and loving. But abusers may start using tactics as the relationship progresses to control and manipulate their partner. These behaviors may begin so slowly that you might not even notice them. And before you know it, you feel that you're stuck. You're in bondage. You can't get loose from them. You don't know what you're going to do from day to day. You don't know your thoughts. You don't know if you should get violent. You don't know if you should take it to the next level because you feel that you're nailed in a corner. And it's never good to have someone in a corner. But I will say the impact of the emotional abuse when you are emotionally abused is severe and outgoing. A victim may lose their entire sense of self, sometimes without a single mark or bruise. Instead, the wounds are invisible to others, hidden in the self-doubt, worthless and self-loathing. The victim feels, in fact, research includes that consequences of emotional abuse are just as severe as those from physical abuse. Over time, the accusations of verbal abuse, name calling, criticism, and gaslighting erode a victim's sense of self so much that they can no longer see themselves realistically. Consequently, the victim may begin to agree with the abuser and become internally critical. Once this happens, most victims become trapped in their abusive relationships, believing that they will never be good enough for anyone else. Guys, if you're in an emotional relationship, emotional abusive relationship, get out. Get out and get out fast. Use your opportunities, use your strategy to get away from this person. They're only going to make your life a living hell. I'm going on to a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere. This is episode one, The Emotional Abuse, right here with Rusty Moy. Been through, cause they built your muscle. Now you're stronger than you Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me right here on this platform with your girl, Rusty Moyne. I'm discussing emotional abuse, what it is, how how it pans out in your relationship, and if you're going through this, what to do and take the proper measurements to get out. Get out, run, and run fast and never look back. Emotional abuse can even impact friendships, become emotional, abuse people often worry about how people try seeing them, and the true like in them, okay? Eventually, victims will pull back from friendships, isolate themselves. Um, They kind of want to be alone, okay? Because they don't know how to deal with these things. What more emotional abuse can cause a number of health problems, including depression, anxiety, stomach ulcers, heart um, palpitations, eating disorders, insomnia. You don't want to go into bad health because of someone that you're being with that you feel means you the best, but deep down they mean you the worst. So I say take care of yourself, self care first, and get out. Tips for dealing with emotional abuse: the first step, guys, into dealing with emotional abuse, and then mostly in a, an abusive relationship, is to recognize the abuse, identify it. I have come to to my understanding of what's going on. I've had my rose colored glasses on for long enough and I just removed them and I'm identifying with the facts. It hurts me to know this is a fact, but me being strong as I am, I must stand firm as an advocate, as a woman, as an individual that wants more and deserves more to say, I'm not a cheater. I'm not a liar. I'm not a slut. I'm a straight up individual that's been nothing but loving kind concerned and giving gratitude and I will not settle for any other word choice that puts me in a category of emotional abuse and any other these women that I talk with and have conversation with and individuals that listen to my podcast that I would never want them to be in an emotional abusive physical abusive relationship any type of abuse because us women we are very emotional we get very emotional and sometimes things in our lives growing up, we are accustomed to and we feel that they're right. Even when we were abused growing up being a child and we go into our adult life being abused, the abuse and barriers must be broken. We have to break these chains and break the monopoly and know in our heads and our minds, we deserve more. I don't care if this person's giving you the world. Step down. That's their world. Get out of it and move on. Get your life back. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from the bondage. If you're in bondage, the first thing is identifying the bondage bondage that you're in. And if you are able to identify in any aspects of emotional abuse in your relationship, it's important to acknowledge it first and first and foremost. By being honest about what you're experiencing, you can begin to take control of your life again. Here are seven more strategies for reclaiming your life that you can put into practice today. First thing first, make yourself a priority. When it comes to your mental and physical emotions, you need to make yourself a priority, period. Stop worrying about pleasing the person abusing you. Take care of your needs. Do something that you would need to do to help you think positively. Also, be sure to get appropriate amount of rest. Eat healthy. These are simple steps for self-care and to take care of yourself day-to-day for the stress of the emotional abuse. Establishing boundaries. Firmly tell the abusive person that they may no longer yell at you, call you out your name, insult you, be rude to you, and so on. Then tell them what happened if they choose to engage in this behavior. For instance, tell them if they call you names or insult you, the conversation will be over and you will leave the room. So setting the boundaries up front. Stop blaming yourself, guys. If you're being emotionally abused, don't think it's your fault. It's not your fault. It's your fault because you stayed but you're not the problem. The abuse is to make a choice to stop uh, blaming yourself for something you have no control over, realizing you can fix them right now. Despite your favorite efforts or not so favorite efforts, you will never be able to change an emotional abusive person by doing something different or by being different. An abusive person makes a choice to behave abusively. So as they're loving, they're kind, they're sweet, they're humble, they're rich, you can never change them. This is the individual that you have set yourself up with, and it will never change. Remind yourself that you, can, you can't you can control their actions, that you can only blame your choices. The only thing you can fix is the control of yourself. That's it. That's it. But I will say this, avoid in engaging. Do not engage with an abusive person. In other words, if the abuser tries to start an argument with you, being insulting you, demanding things from you, enraged with jealousy. Do not try to make explanations to soothe your feelings or make apology for things you did not do. Simply walk away from the situation if you can. Engage with an abuser or only sets up for more abuse and heartache. No matter how hard you try, you will not be able to make things right in their eyes. It's a waste of time. Build a support network. Although it can be tough to, to maybe discuss your abusive circumstances with people, but try to small you know set up counseling or a small group with family or friends to talk about it talking about abuse makes it easier it gives you comfort if your partner feels or family member has no intention on changing or working on their poor choices, you will not be able to remain in an abusive relationship forever. It will eventually take a toll on you, both mentally and physically. Depending on your situation, you may need to take steps to end the relationship. Each situation is different. So discuss your thoughts and ideas with your friend, family member, spouse, counselor. Emotional abuse can have serious long-term effects, but it can also be... um you know, physical abuse, and it can turn violent, okay? So it can be a violent circumstance. Remember this, the abuse often, abuse often escalates when the person being abused makes a decision to leave, so be sure you have a safety plan in place before the abuse gets worse. Healing from emotional abuse takes time. Taking care of yourself, reaching out to support loved ones, and taking a therapist can help. Potential complications. Sometimes attempt to deal with or reduce emotional abuse can backfire, actually make the abuse worse. So some tactics that are effective ways to deal with abuse. Arguing with the abuser. Try to argue with an abuser can escalate the problem and may result to violence. There's no way to argue with an abuser because they will always find ways to blame, shame, or criticize. They also try to turn the tables and play the victim. Okay? Trying to understand to make excuses for the abuser. It might be attempting to try to make sense of the other person's behavior or to come up with an excuse to justify their actions. Finding ways to sympathize with their minimize an abuser's actions can make leaving the situation that much more difficult. Attempting to appease the abuser. Appeasing the other person might seem like a form of de-escalation, but it tends to backfire in the long run and may even... um, Turn into um, behaviors that suit the abuser's whims. Focusing on establishing clear boundaries and avoid engaging with them if possible. So you definitely want to stay away from them. You don't want to be in an abusive relationship. You want to move on, look at your long-term plan, and take your exit safely. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed episode one with emotional abuse. But what I will say... This journey of dating and relationships has never been easy. And this time with this dating and in this relationship, I just felt that it was different. And I always thought it was different. But in my heart, in my mind, I just never thought this person could be so abusive. I never thought that I would be here today. Discussing this on my platform, I never thought that I would have an abusive situation. It just never seemed that way. It seemed like protection. It seemed like he was a guardian angel. They're not my guardian angel. They're my worst nightmare. And I know it. I've came to grips with it. And I have to realize and come to understanding this is not safe for me. It's not safe for my family. It's not safe for anyone. It's never easy to be being accused of something that you didn't do, something you didn't say, places you didn't go, people you weren't even with, people you don't even know. And then it plays tricks with your own mind because you're in your own mind saying, well, I know I didn't do anything, but they have a way when they're emotionally abusive of trying to manipulate you, insult you, and they go through these jealous rages and you're trying to convince them. You can't convince a person that doesn't trust you. When they're abusive, they don't trust themselves. They don't trust anyone. They don't believe anyone. They look for things that's not realistic. If a person's giving you their time and their energy and they're constantly with you, They have no time to be with anyone else, but it's a psychological thing and they're abusive and they don't know it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Some abusers been abusers so long, they don't realize it, but I realize it and I know it. And I know that I deserve better and more. I deserve to be treated with care, love, and respect. And here on this platform, I will only stand firm. I won't be weak because I have people that know me and know who that I am and what I stand for and know that I'm not a bad person and I won't let anyone take that away from me. So I thank you so much for listening in and being a part of something great. Welcome, welcome, guys. I thank you so much for joining your girl, Rusty Boy, right here on this beautiful platform in this new year 2022. It's going to be an amazing year, and we're not going to speak, in essence, anything about this pandemic and what's going on, and with some of our schools being closed, and the little ones being, and also the high schoolers as well, so K through 12 being virtual, and even some of our college students being virtual until sometime ending of January. We're not going to even speak on that. We're going to speak nothing but light on this platform and nothing but greatness. Because we know this year of 2022 is going to be financial breakthroughs, health, wealth, knowledge, education, and much, much more right here with your girl, Rusty Boyd. I'm beyond measure. I'm amazed to be just still... Excited and doing what I do best, and loving people and communicating with people that I have never seen before day to day, and what I do in my travels, and people that I meet that I truly adore, and them with their children, and being a first time author, I must say, and bringing so many people on board on this journey with me. Um, it not only humbles me, but makes me realize how blessed and highly favored I am. So Episode 101 in 2022, I want to discuss eight reasons women stay in abusive relationships. And the reason why I want to discuss abuse and some of the things that women go through is because it's real. It could be an athlete. It could be a singer. It could be a woman every day, soccer mom that's being abused. So let's talk a little bit about abuse right here. When NFL linebacker Ray Rice knocked his fiancee, Janae Palmer, unconscious in an elevator in 2014, a lot of us remember this, some of us don't. It did not initially get much attention, as a lot of us thought, but he was accused of domestic violence and suspended for two games. After a few weeks, he was formally charged, but he and Palmer were married the next day. And when people look at that, they say, why? Why would she be with someone? that would beat her up, knock her down, and put her through a horrifying domestic violence circumstance. Was it love, was it the money, or was it something else? And it could be an array of things that I just mentioned, or something else. However, when a security video of the event surfaced, it quickly went viral. Watching Janae Palmer get knocked down and roughly dragged out of an elevator by Rice had a powerful effect on viewers, not just myself, but people all across the country. And much, much more were horrified. I'm totally against abuse, bullying, because I don't think that any woman should be abused. I don't think any child should be abused or bullied. I'm against it. But what I will say is the ways of outrage that followed caused the NFL to scramble to increase the punishment of Ray Rice and conducted an alternative review of the domestic violence policies. Interesting to know. Things took an interesting turn when Janae Palmer spoke out in defense of her husband. She apologized at press conferences saying, I deeply regret the role I played that night. I later asked people to stop their judgments and accusations. Just know we will continue to grow and show the world what real love is. She posted on Instagram asking others to not take anything from this man she loves. So she, Miss Palmer, loved this man no matter what domestic violence, he beat her down. It did not matter. She initiated an in interviews and press conferences that she loved this man irregardless and married him the next day. People may say that she was out of her mind. She wasn't in her right mind. What was she thinking? Or maybe she provoked it. There's a lot of things that people may say. This provoked a new public response, guys. Obs- observers could not understand how Palmer could be standing by her man. the attacks now turned towards her with commenters, questions about her sanity, her innocence, and motives. Just like I mentioned, why would someone stay with it? Let alone defend a man who knocked her unconscious. What was wrong with Palmer that she would do this? These accusations, guys, and questions prompt a pushback. Victims of women of advocates spoke out in defense of Palmer and described the complicated dilemma women in violent relationships face. There's one individual by the name of Ms. Goody, a human resource manager in North Carolina, started a hashtag on Twitter, why I stayed, where she shared her reason for remaining in a violent marriage. Me, myself, I tried to leave. And, and get to the understanding, back and away from the circumstance, of why a person would want to be in a domestic violence circumstance. Why would they even want to be in a violent relationship? Why they would want to be in anything that's emotionally abusive? Why would you stick around? And I could not come to grips on why. Is it, I'm going to stand by this person with a fear? I'm standing by them because it's something that they have that I need? They possess something over my life, and I can never come to grips to what it is, but sometimes um, stupidity, fear, rage, not being sure, ignorance, and much, much more. But what a lot of people say is love. Um, the victims begin to be closer to their um, violent accusers or attackers or significant others or whoever or whomever, and they need to be there with them and they don't feel they need to separate themselves or take themselves out of the circumstances. A domestic violence researcher was very curious about the posts and could help professionals and public observers better understand the unique challenges victims of domestic violence face. And they examined these voices to see what it could be learned, what it was, they collected hundreds of posts from women all over the world and read Coded and Sorted them, publishing the findings in 2015. Through these analysts, they identified eight main reasons why women stay in abusive, distractive, strange relationships. Number one, distorted thoughts. Being controlled and hurt and traumatized, and this leads to confusion, doubt, and even self-blame. Harassers accuse victims, which wears them down and causes despair and guilt. For example, women shared, "I believe I deserved it, and I was ashamed, embarrassed, and blamed myself because I thought I triggered it." Others minimized abuse as a way to cope with it, saying, "I stayed because I didn't think the emotional and financial abuse was really abuse, because words didn't leave bruises, and because I didn't know what my boyfriend did to me was rape." So there's a lot of understanding. Women believe that. It's not happening. They turn a a, a, a blind eye to it, and they are distracted behind what's in front of them. If you are in abusive circumstance, get out, leave, walk away, and don't stay. Don't think in your mind for a moment that it's not abuse and that it's not happening to you. You're not being raped. You're not being forced. You are. This is what's going on. And don't stay into something, because you don't deserve it. You deserve better, you can get better, and don't think this is the only person you can be with, whether it's your husband, boyfriend, friend, whoever, whomever. if it's a family member and you're being abused, don't keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. Don't say that people are not gonna believe you. People will listen, people wanna hear your story. Step up and say, I'm gonna have a voice and I'm gonna be firm in what I say, okay? Number two, damaged self-worth. Related with the damage to self that is a result of degrading treatment. Many women felt beating down and of no value, saying, he made me believe I was worthless and alone. I felt I had done something wrong and I deserved it. Guess what? It's nothing you can do wrong to be bashed in the face, thrown down a flight of steps, spit on, tortured, or anything else, or maybe even uh, pulled a gun on or shot after or pulled a knife on or anything physically harm or emotionally harm that you could have wronged, on, you deserved it. Guess what? You did not deserve it. This person is abusing you because they've been abused, they've been went through these circumstances, and they want to continue to pass on this anger, abuse, and violence to other individuals that's happened to them. Abusers abuse others and they just keep abusing and abusing and abusing, and you continue to stay in space and get better. Guess what? You're not. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse over time. Realize what's going on. Curve the circumstances and move on. Okay? Fear. The threat of bodily, emotionally harm is powerful. And abusers use this control and keep women trapped. Okay? Victims. Female victims of violence are much more likely than male victims to terrorize, traumatize, um... One woman said I was afraid of him. I knew he made, um, you know, make it a nightmare. Um, attempting to leave an abuser as dangerous. One woman felt trapped because of her husband's threats, hunting me down and harming all my loved ones, including her kids, while I watched and he would kill me or kill my kids. Guess what? That's the fear and the trauma that you're living in. Speak up, speak out, say something, and never worry about what's going to happen. I was once told, if a person is going to do something, tell them one they're not going to tell you and keep telling you and demonstrating. They're just going to do it. If you continue to live in fear, this is going to continue to follow and watch you. You must step up and fear less. I cannot stress this enough. Fear less, have a voice and be a vessel another individual. Number four, wanting to be a savior. Many describe a desire to help or love their partners with the hope that they could change them. Hope they could change them. I believe I could love the abuse out of him. Others describe internal uh, values or commitments to the marriage or partner with tweets like, I thought I would be strong and would never leave him and show him loyalty. I would fix him and teach him love. Others have pity and put their partner and needs above their own. His father died. He became an alcoholic. And he said that God would need want to leave him because he needed me to make him better. Guess what? That's a bunch of me God wants you to be firm. God wants you to be strong. God wants you to be encouraged. God wants you to be inspired. God wants you to walk in his footsteps and be a model and mold of him and a shape of his image. Not to be beat, badgered walked on and talked upon as being nothing but trash or a walking map. So God does not want you to stay for a reason because God God wants to protect you. He wants to protect his children, his women, and everyone else. So God is not telling you to stay in something that's abusive. That is an abusive spirit, and that is Satan talking. So someone tells you something about what God said. said, whoa, God hasn't told you anything because God speaks to me, and I have a personal relationship with my God. So that's what you tell them, okay? Number five, children. These women also put their children first, sacrificing their own safety. I can respect that. I was afraid if he wasn't beating me, he would beat his kids. And I valued their lives more than my own. I stayed for 20 years while I protected our children and all while I was being abused. Others mentioned staying to benefit the children. I want my son to have a father. Guess what? You won't know your son has a father. My answer to that, to that on Twitter: You won't know your son has a father if you are in the grave. You will not know your son has a father if you're in ICU. You will not know your son has a father if you can't breathe. You will not know your son has a father if you're being abused and beaten. if you are in a situation where you can't see they throw acid on you, they got you so you can't hear, you can't function, you can't smell, you have no sense of anything, you don't have your five senses, you won't know that your son has a father. You won't know anything. If you're being beaten, you're not going to stay in the circumstance because of the kids. You're going to get out because you want to protect the kids because you want to make sure your children are safe, sound, protected, and vital. And you want to value you first, and then you're going to value the kids. You're going to value your kids, but you're going to protect you. You're going to protect you and the children at the same time. Because y'all come as a company. So you ain't protecting the kids that have a father. you can going to protect you so you, they can have a mother. They got to have a mother first because you brought them in the world. You are the provider. You are the one that brought them in the world. So they got to have mom first, father second. You're going to come first. You're going to be the head, and he's going to be the tail. Hello. Number six, a tweet. Family expectations and experiences. Many posts describe how past experiences with violence destroyed their sense of self or healthy relationships. I watched my dad beat my mom. Then I found someone just like dad or because raised my animals. Your partner with wolves. Some mentioned family and religious pressures. My mother told me, God would disown me if I broke my marriage guess what? Your mama was wrong. That tweet, God will just not disown you because you broke your marriage. God will disown you because you're not faithful to his will. God will disown you because you're not being a, a steward of what he needs you to do for him. God will never disown you from a broken marriage because you're being beaten, your children being beaten. And guess what? On this Twitter post, you walking in your mama's footsteps so it's basically your mama was abused so you feel like you need to endure that same pain. No! You're not going to follow in mama's footsteps. You're going to get a man that's going to protect you, love you, shape you, mold you, not beat you, abuse you, and talk against you and make you feel some type of way or make you feel different than you're supposed to feel. So you're never going to walk in mama's footsteps. You're going to have your own footsteps and you're not going to have an abuser. You're going to have something better because that's what God will want for you. And my mother told me, God would disown me if I broke my badge. Guess what, honey? God is never going to disown you because He loves you. He's all time and always forgiving. He's not going to disown you for anything. He's going to disown the abuser and He's going to be the one that's going to keep repenting for what He did for the sin of the abuse. Hello. Number seven, financial constraints. Many refer to financial limitations, and these were often connected to caring for children. I had no family, two young children, no money, and guilt because he had brain damage from a car accident. Others were unable to keep jobs because of the abusers' control of the injuries, and others were used financially by their abusers. My ex racked up thousands of debt in my name. He racked up Thousands of debt in your name because he was no good. He was a liar, a thief, and a crook, and much, much more. And about him having uh, um, brain damage in a car accident. Who cares about your financial restraints? Your children is the main circumstance that you need to be concerned with. So about his financial restraints and what he's going through in his debt. Take his debt and go file for chapter uh, 7 or 13 or whatever you got to do. Get your life together. And protect your children and protect you. He'll get his life together. But it's all about the children and the protecting of protecting, or protecting you, making sure you're protected and that you are on solid ground. That's what it's all about. He could go on and, um, you know, uh, have bad credit or whatever. And you get on over your injuries or whatever because you're an abuser. So maybe you need to endure some pain. All the pain you have caused as being an abuser. How about that? Another tweet, isolation. A common tactic of manipulative partners is to separate their victim from family and friends. Sometimes this physical as one woman experience, I was literally trapped. This is what she said, guys. I was literally trapped in the backwoods. And I ain't going to say where, where area she was in. And. He would use my little boy to keep me close. Other times, isolation was emotional. As one woman was told, you can either have friends and family or you can have me. No, I ain't choosing. I'm going to choose family. I'm not choosing you, no man, over my family. My family coming first. If you don't like it, goodbye. You can go to the front door. So that's my answer to that tweet. And he has you trapped in the backwoods and beep beep, and he wouldn't use he would use your little boy to keep you close. Take your little boy and run all the way fast far. Get them car keys and get away from him. He's isolating you from your family, and he would to isolate you from your son because he is a psychopath, and he wants you all to himself so he can continue to abuse you, use you, and manipulate you. Isolation, isolation ain't nothing but manipulation. And don't never let nobody manipulate you from your family. Family first, and I value my family. So if you that man out there and wanna isolate and hold me all to yourself, guess what? Rusty Moy is not happy. You gonna isolate yourself in the corner by yourself? Cause family, friends is the people I've been rolling with before I met you. And when I get rid of you, my family and friends it still won't be. There. So isolate yourself. Because Rusty Moy ain't going for it, So that's my answer to that tweet. Stand firm and fear less. And that's what I got on my book. Fair less, speak out. And, don't, and you back down, you bully. And everybody know about my book. I'm going to go on a short commercial break. Because I'm so tired of these tweets. And all this abuse and financial constraints and isolation. Who you think you are going to isolate somebody? That just makes me mad all in all. Isolate yourself. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to a short commercial break, and the rest of more morning will return. guys, I thank you so much for joining me right here on this beautiful platform. We're talking about abuse, domestic violence, and just, you know, some tweets of women just speaking out about fear, children, family expectations, and experiences, and much, much more. So if you just tune in, this is the right time, the right season, and we in 2022. And domestic violence is real, and a lot of women have experienced it, and still is. And we're shedding light on it right here in boy. So we're continuing on behind isolation. Although these eight reasons for staying are common, they do not describe every victim and every situation by all means. Women can also be predators, and there are many patterns of violence. Yet these comments, these these tweets, and all that compelling insider views of their difficult situations of making decisions and violent relationships, and this has been helpful for women to understand. So this is no shame on women, no shame on men by all means. One reason many victims hesitate to speak up is because they are afraid of being judged and pressured by friends and professionals. If that's you as a woman and you are feared, there's counselors, there are people you can speak to, and they don't even have to know who you are. You don't even have to use your real name. Speak up, shed light, and you can do it in your privacy, in your zone. Don't allow your children to go into domestic violence. Don't allow yourself to be into domestic violence and to have generation, Put it this way, generational domestic violence, generational emo- emotional abuse. Do not allow this to continue to go on generation after generation and you don't speak up and fear less. We are going to speak up. And fear less in 2022 and be better. Women has been subject to violence, emotional, physical or whatever abuse for many years, and they're still being a part of it. We need as women, as advocates, authors, entrepreneurs, and much, much more, to stand firm and to shed light and to help women that are fair, have fear. To speak up about their emotional abuse in their marriage, their abuse in their homes, in their relationships, even as an abuse on your job. You are still going through abuse as a woman, whether you're Latino, Caucasian, African-American, Alaskan-American, Indian, or whoever. You are a woman that is going through an abusive circumstance, and that needs to be spoken Let's break our barriers. Let's have a voice and fear less in this year. If more people respond to victim stories of abuse with concerns, compassion, instead of criticism, more victims, guys, might speak up, fear less, and find the support they need to live a life free of abuse. People do not want to speak up and say what's going on because they know they're going to be criticized. Oh, she's stupid. She stayed. Why would she stay with him? And he hit her and he slapped Just like Miss Palmer was knocked down in the elevator. And she was spoken about in the media in so many ways. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Because people did not understand why Miss Palmer stayed and married this man the next day. We don't know the circumstance at hand with Miss Palmer. We just know we seen the footage. We know it was domestic violence. But we know that Miss Palmer was the fiance of Mr. Rice. And we know in 2014 what we witnessed in that elephant. But well, we don't know what Miss Palmer's life was beyond the elephant. We don't know what her life was beyond 2014. We don't know what Miss Palmer's life was growing up and her home. what her mother and father encountered. We don't know the circumstance at hand because we only know what we see in the public eye. So, in those circumstances, I use Miss Palmer as an example of women, whether they could be high-profile or the woman next door, whoever that is, experienced. So, I'm allowing you to see with me and walk through the steps with me of domestic violence. It can happen to any woman, any nationality, any walk of life, and how our women stay and the of circumstance, shed light, speak up, fear that, and don't allow this abuse to be endured upon your children. Don't allow your children, guys, to be subject to the abuse that you've been through. You've been maybe abused as a child. Don't continue the cycle. Break the barriers today in 2022 and walk in your light, in your understanding, and in your, in your feeling, in your shell of, I'm going to be a fearless woman speak up, shed light, and bring other women on board with me and break barriers. And maybe I can maybe even think of being an advocate for women that are going through abuse. Because women need other women to be strong for them. We need other women to step up and have that fearless mentality. We need other authors, writers, advocates, and whomever, healthcare providers, counselors, to step up in another woman's behalf and say, wait, you're not alone. Wait, I endured this. Wait, my aunt did. Wait, my neighbor has. Wait, my, my sister at my church hasn't endured this pain. You're not alone. Let me be the person that can walk with you in this journey. Let me be your safe haven. Let me be the one that you can come to on that rainy, dark evening, that night. Let me be the one that come to during the storm, during the desert. Let me be the one that you can speak to during the time on the phone when you got to creep out in the car and make that call and you got the little ones with you and you don't have no one to turn to, let me be that advocate in your life. I maybe can change that woman's life forever. That woman that speaks up and fearless, less, I can maybe change her life 360 where she might be on the edge of suicide. She might be on the edge of maybe leaving her children behind with this abuser. Maybe this woman is not sure on what to do, and she may take his life, and then she has a long time to think about it. This woman is so fearful. A woman in fear can be a threat. So that's speak up, fear less, and let's help that woman. Many domestic violence don't speak up because they fear being judged and pressured by others. Don't pressure that woman, guys. I believe I could love this abuse out of him, one victim said. About why she stayed, and that was a tweet. T- I reiterate, I believed I could love the abuse out of him. One woman victim said about why she stayed: "You can't love the abuse out of him, my love. He's an abuser. He's been an abuser. You can love him and run away, and love him in a different space. You cannot love someone that don't love themselves. A man that loves him and loves his mama." And his family and his sister and the women in his life would never lay a hand on you. A man that loves himself and loves all the women in his life would not emotionally abuse you and drink. Because he would know that's not the the way to be. A man that loves himself will not continuously bury you down and break you down with all his insecurities. Because he loves himself and he knows this will only be harmful to her and break her down. And make her go through an emotional roller coaster. So know who you're dealing with, ladies. Know who this man is, and speak up and fare less. I well, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this episode and joining me in episode one-on-one. So I thank you guys so much for being a part of this journey with me. This year of 2022 is going to be an amazing ride on this platform. We're talking about abuse, emotional, physical, or any type of abuse. We want to talk about all of that this year and much, much more. We want to switch gears a little bit and we want to break barriers and step So if you want to be something great this year of 2022, don't forget to subscribe to Something Great with my May.